Hi, everyone. This is Alicia Halliday, and this is the Autism Science Foundation Weekly Podcast. Many of you longtime listeners, all five of you probably, have heard me talk about a policy brief ASF has been working on around employment in autistic adults. Yes, you heard me say autistic, and you'll continue to hear me say autistic when I'm speaking of adults because they've indicated they prefer that term. But parents prefer the words person with autism, so I'll be using that term too. So as Moira Rose says, try to keep up. This was a project initiated by the International Society of Autism Research and completed, yes, finally completed, recently. And it was done in collaboration with Stony Brook University, Karolinska Institute in Sweden, and Curtin University in Australia. So it's international in scope, taking account perspectives across the world. The goal was to make specific policy recommendations based on existing literature. Except here's the problem. Employment is a topic that completely cries out for policy, but there's little literature. So part of what we did was to complete a literature review, and that literature review showed that most approaches to employment focused on the person rather than the environment. The glass is half full, I guess. We concluded that environmental supports are, of course, necessary, but they've received little research. I'm not going to go too much into the literature review because it's already been published and I've also reported about it on a previous ASF podcast. It will be out soon. And finally, we held community meetings across the world, with one being in New York City, and asked people their ideas and thoughts. We asked autistic adults who were employed and also those who are unemployed. We asked employers. We asked people who were developing employment programs. We asked them what they were doing and what worked and what they recommended. It was really fascinating. And now, since it's been published, I want to share it with you on the podcast summary, but also you may have heard about it on social media. The link is on the ASF website, and I'm going to take this particular podcast to actually read it with you. So about the issue, the right to employment for people is enshrined in Article 23 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. However, for many on the autism spectrum, this right has yet to be realized. The employment rate for people with autism is lower than most with intellectual disability without autism and nearly all other populations with special needs. This has many costs at the societal as well as individual level as employment decreases quality of life, reduces financial independence, and impairs dignity and cognitive abilities. A large proportion of the lifetime costs associated with autism is not surprisingly incurred during adulthood, but more than a third of that is resulting from employment losses related to lost productivity and the loss of tax revenue due to unemployment. Developing pathways to help autistic adolescents and adults to obtain and maintain employment needs to be a societal priority. Let me give you a little background. Internationally, approaches to employment vary. In the United States, most employment opportunities for autistic people to date have been generated by family members or friends, including new businesses, models, and personal investments. These approaches have led to a greater awareness of the benefits of ensuring adequate employment opportunities, resulting in increased awareness of employment-related issues for autistic adults. However, in places like Sweden, they've invested significantly in state-owned companies like Samhall, and centrally mandating for the employment of people with functional impairment impacting work capacity. This has been one of the highest rates of employment of autistic adults internationally. 
While there are several examples of excellence in the field of employing people with autism, there's really relatively little in the evaluation of this field and articulation of models and services enabling the transition of successful approaches internationally. Autistic individuals show a range of abilities and disabilities within the umbrella of an autism diagnosis. The diversity of people with autism means a one-size-fit-all solution to improving employment is unlikely. While this policy brief outlines strategies likely applicable to many living with autism, it should not detract from the importance of flexible, person-centered, and individually focused approaches. That's important to remember. It's clear that improving the employment opportunities and outcome for autistic adolescents and adults will have significant benefits to workplaces, the economy, the community, and individuals living with autism. Now, why is now a good time to do something about this? To capitalize on individual strengths and disabilities, the World Health Organization's International Classification of Functioning, Disability, and Health offers an internationally accepted, comprehensive, and integrated framework incorporating personal, societal, and environmental factors affecting health and well-being of autistic individuals. Again, you've already heard me talk about the ICF, and we actually had an expert on the ICF come and talk about it on a podcast, so I won't get too much into it. The development of the ICF core sets for autism provides a short list of categories most relevant to autism, expanding the focus from diagnosis to functioning, which is now an essential feature of the autism description in the DSM-5. The ICF provides a framework for improving employment outcomes and developing strategies supporting the inclusion of those with unique abilities as well as profound disabilities. Many of the strengths of autistic adolescents and adults are potentially beneficial to employers, such as punctuality and attention to detail. While variation in labor markets and models of support internationally dictate differing opportunities for autistic adolescents, this policy brief outlines strategies and approaches aimed at improving employment outcomes cross-culturally. So I already mentioned the approach, the three combined approaches to better understand the challenges and policy implications. So what did we find? What were the results? Well, as I mentioned, there's a lack of research examining the role of environmental supports maintaining people within the workplace. Also, while people with autism are all different, employers and autistic people have to recognize the specific strengths of people with autism, including attention to detail and punctuality. They can be leveraged in employment. This doesn't apply to everyone with autism, and it certainly doesn't apply to everyone in general. But we all need to think about strengths as well as weaknesses in people with autism. Matching the interests, skills, and strengths of an autistic person with a particular job is going to improve outcomes. Many autistic adults bring talents, including increased focus, attention, and detail to accuracy. A poor match will likely lead to failure for the employee and disappointment for the employer. Now, in preparing for employment, good job coaching on interview skills and opportunities for on-the-job experience, such as internships, are crucial Internships are actually crucial. These training and coaching opportunities may provide things specific to the job or support daily life skills, such as transportation and self-care. They need a practice. Matching on-the-job mentors with employees with autism provides timely, individualized support. However, continuous monitoring and oversight seem to limit work performance. So kind of give them a little independence. In preference to blanket training, which is when the entire office comes in and gets trained on what is autism, 
People felt that more targeted education of employers and coworkers on the unique needs of people with autism supports better inclusion. And again, environmental supports are key in maximizing the functioning of people with autism. Employers need to recognize the skills and benefits that people with autism bring to the workplace, and employing individuals with autism is beneficial to everyone. Now, finally, the issue of disclosure still remains controversial. We really wanted to come out with a statement about disclosure, but really, there was really varied response on this. So we felt that disclosure should include the unique needs of autistic employees and individually weigh the perceived negative consequences, including stigma and benefits of disclosing a diagnosis. So in other words, we don't have a blanket statement. We have it needs to be thought about on an individual level. So what are recommendations that we have? First, utilize a person-centered, individualized approach to identify needs, working to improve the quality of life at each individual on their terms. Also, recognize environmental supports in the workplace are essential. This could be modifying the task format or the work environment, like lighting or sound. And on-the-job experience is key to success. Also, employers require better metrics as to what strategies work and do not work with ready access to resources. They want to do the right thing, but they don't really know what the right thing is, and that's where research needs to step in. Programs to help people get jobs and stay employed should consider the strengths of those with autism, and this is a big deal. Getting a job and keeping that job are two different things. And the process needs to start in adolescence to build pathways to employment. I also want to say that after we did all this, I went back and looked at some of the other national surveys and reports that other kind of consulting agencies had had come up with on this topic, and they were entirely consistent. So this isn't meant to replace any other evaluation. This is meant to enhance the literature that's out there. What should we do with this employment policy brief? Well, first, I'd like to work with legislators to craft specific policy for the United States. My partners in Sweden and Australia are doing the same. In fact, the amazing people at Curtin University have developed a whole website where resources can be found around recommendations and tools for employment. Now, I'll put that link in the podcast summary. And I'd also like to recruit your help in making sure these recommendations are incorporated into many opportunities. Think about sharing it with your employer, or better yet, if you are an employer, let me know. Research-wise, I want to emphasize the importance of better metrics as well as tools to help employers or those that want to start new businesses. Models have been developed, but we don't really know what works for everyone, if that's even possible, but we do know some things that do work. So let's bottle that. Now, that's a different project, a best practices paper, and I'd love to be involved with that collaboratively with other organizations that are working hard in helping autistic adults get and maintain jobs. I hope you find this helpful because that was the whole point of it, to help. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.